This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello. Great to be with you. And Bridget, I got one of those notifications the other day that I really like to get. It was from Kroger, and it was an announcement or a notice that we are getting a nice size check from Kroger because many of our listeners support Catholic Radio through their Kroger reward card. Now, uh, how do you do that? Well, if you uh, haven't done it yet, simply go to our website, Catholic Radio Indy, Catholic Radio Indy.org. You'll see a Kroger logo there. Click on it. And uh, in just a couple of minutes, you'll, they'll ask a little bit of information. Then they'll ask you what charity you want to support. And if you uh, type in Catholic Radio Indy, that's it. That's all you do. One time, never have to think about it again. Don't have to mention it at the store. Don't have to ever think about it again. Every time you use your Kroger card, um, Catholic Radio gets a small percentage of what you spend. And of course, we've got a lot of listeners. So if a lot of people do it, even though it's a little bit each purchase, uh, it really adds up for Catholic Radio. And I want to kind of throw this challenge out if I can. Go for it, Jim. We are at, and we've been at for quite a while now, a plateau of one 140 families, 140 families that are uh, participating in this Kroger program with us. Now, we're not telling you where to where, where to shop. We never do that. But if you do shop at Kroger, you always use your reward card That's because true. you pay a whole bunch extra if you don't. But uh, we have been stuck at 140, 140. Now, I think we can make that 150 very, very easily. Oh, yeah. I think there's 10 people who are listening right now who can get to that website right away, as soon as this program's over, of course, uh, and uh, click on the Kroger logo and uh, pick Catholic Radio Indy as their charity. So we just need 10 more. So if you can help us out, would you do that? CatholicRadioIndy.org, click on the Kroger logo. 10 more people, that's all we need. Please be one of them. We can do that. All right. Well, a lot of times people think of January as a pro-life month and um, all across the country and here even locally, there are national, um, there are prayer vigils um, for life. And another aspect of the uh, pro-life movement um, is adoption. And today we're going to be talking about adoption and supporting people through that process. And our guest today is Rachel Rush. She is a the Adoptive Family Coordinator at a ministry called Gifts of Grace Adoption Support Center. So welcome to Faith in Action. Hi, thank you guys for having me today. I'm really excited to share about our ministry. I I love the name of your ministry, Gifts of Grace. Certainly, uh, you know, a family who is uh, wanting a child and not able to have one of their own, who uh, is able to adopt a child, certainly uh, gets a gift of grace. And what's what's really interesting is I, I had not heard about your ministry before. I know it's somewhat new. Um, tell us a little bit about um, how long you've been around and your mission and, and what you do exactly. Yeah. Gifts of Grace opened in um, 2015. Um, out of a need, the director and her husband noticed a need in the community for a full-service support agency that really held the hands of birth mothers and adoptive families um, in the community. 
so it was really born out of the need to provide that full service and that full support to each party in the adoption triad. So um, they worked hard to get us established, and we opened up and really started um, servicing the community, providing um, all kinds of adoption support and services um, to not only Tippecanoe County, but all the surrounding counties as well. We also have independent contractors um, in the Indy area as well as the Fort Wayne area. So we're really trying to branch out there and just make sure people have these um, adoption services wherever they are. Well, you mentioned um, the adoption triad. Talk about what that is. I'm, I'm curious if you could explain the facets of that. Yeah, so the adoption triad is really made of um, the adoptive family, and then you have the birth family, and then you have the adoptee. So it's kind of that little triangle symbol, um, and they're all connected in some way. So that's what we call the adoption triad. Now, I'm curious, how did you get involved in this ministry? And tell us a little bit about your role there. Yeah, so um, I graduated from Ball State University in 2010, and my first job out of college was working at a local um, nursing home and rehabilitation center um, with elder patients. And then after that, I went on to work at a community mental health provider for um, nearly six years. So in that position, I worked a lot with families that were involved in DCS. I did a lot of DCS um, supervised visits and trying to get those families rehabilitated and back together. And I also worked in a lot of homes um, with adolescents and adults who had behavioral challenges or mental health challenges. So working in that field for over six years, you know, you really see um, I call it kind of the gray side, the dark side of social work. Mm. Um, it's very hard. These families need a lot of support and guidance, and they just didn't have the resources and education to make, you know, choices and decisions that, that could have been better for their family. So after working six years in that field, I just, I really needed a change. I needed to see the positive side of social work. Um, and, you know, one day it just so happened that a Facebook ad popped up, and um, it was for Gifts of Grace, and someone sent it to me, and I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm going to reach out and see what happens, and I actually turned the position down the first time, and then a few months later, um, they reached back out to me again, and I just felt, you know, this is what God is calling me to do. This is um, your chance to make a- another positive impact. So um, that's kind of what led me to here, and, you know, being a Catholic, you're always taught pro-life, Um, but there are so many different ways that you can be pro-life. It's not just about pro-parenting. I think that's something that we automatically jump to. Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband's adopted, so I see the beautiful um, outcome of adoption. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just, it it was a perfect fit. Sure. Now, does your organization deal strictly with uh, infants, or do you work with older children as well? Great question. Um, So we will absolutely place older children um, up, up to when they're adults. Um, it's one of these campaigns that not a lot of people know about. We say it's never too late. It's never too late for you to realize that um, adoption might be an option that you need to visit or this might be the answer to one of your hardships. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. A family can come to us with two, three, five, seven-year-old if they're in a position where they just feel like they can't parent or if they feel 
or if they're involved with the state and something's about to happen and the parental rights are going to be terminated, they have the the choice and the opportunity to say, you know, I can't do this. I want to choose a family and I want to make an adoption plan for my child. So it's never too late. They can absolutely come to us anytime. Now, um, we were talking about the adoptions there. Um, how does it work? Uh, do you have more uh, parents waiting for children or more children waiting for parents? Great question. So we don't have a list of kids who are waiting to be adopted because um, we're what's called a, a private agency. Um, so we do have a list of parents who are home study approved, ready to adopt children. Um, they've been screened, background checks, um, so everything is in order. So we do have um, a little bit of a waiting list for those parents. And it's really just, you know, our goal is to reach those families and mothers who are in crisis and experiencing um, a situation that they're looking for an answer. So it's us reaching those families and trying to bring those families to our waiting families. We're talking with Rachel Rush. She is working with um, the Gifts of Grace Adoption Center and Adoption and Support Center. And she's working um, as an adoptive family coordinator there. I'm curious, um, how do you find then children? You, I think in one of our conversations or even, even emails, you mentioned that you go to, um, you pray outside of Planned Parenthood or maybe other people do, or you're connected with that group in some way. Um, how do you find, how do you do that outreach to find people that are looking to perhaps give up their child? I mean, yeah, maybe that's we, a weird question, but you, you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, absolutely. So we do a lot of outreach. We kind of have a schedule that we follow we reach out to all of our local schools and surrounding communities just so those counselors, school counselors, know that we exist and that there's an option for some of their kids. Um, any pregnancy support centers we work with. We work really closely with the Life Care Center, Matrix Life Care Center here in town. Um, they refer their moms to us if they're in crisis and expecting an unplanned pregnancy and are discerning whether or not to, to go with adoption or parenting. We work with them. Um, talk with doctors and nurses in the community. Uh, we work with the Indiana Women's Prison. We go in there and we help teach a class. Um, and then about um, child development and mother and baby class. And then we also present them their options. Like, what options do they have? They're pregnant when they're in jail. What happens when they get out? Um, so we, we help them discern that decision um, there at the prison. Um, working with a lot of attorneys. We do a lot of local um, festivals and events just to sit out there and just be a presence. Um, any community resource, um, housing resources, food banks, we're constantly going and being um, part of that, sitting there in the buildings, um, ministering to them, helping them when we can, just being a presence, getting our name out there so people know we are here and that this is an option for them. How large an organization uh, is Gifts of Grace, you mentioned that uh, you have kind of uh, satellite offices or branches in various communities, but how about in Lafayette there? How, how big a staff do you have and that sort of thing? Very, very small. <laughs> um, so it is myself. I'm the adoptive family coordinator, so I work with all the adoptive family side of things. Then we have another Rachel, and she is our birth mom coordinator. So she's the one that works with the birth mothers and the birth families and does a lot of that outreach along with us. 
and then we have an office manager and then the director and then our board, and then we have two independent contractors, one in Fort Wayne and one in Indianapolis. So it's a very small team, um, but it's just the right amount of people. If we know that a mother needs more support, you know, we work with local therapists and counselors and connect them to um, other birth moms as well. So we, we have a good support system that goes beyond. I want to talk a little bit about um the abortion acceptance versus adoption acceptance in terms of um, a culture, our culture. Um, is there something that you're working, first of all, talk about what that is, and then talk about maybe how your organization may be working to change that. Yeah, so I think over time, Planned Parenthood has done an amazing job at just making abortion okay. Um, it's something that is so talked about and accepted and even glorified um, to some people. And they even had that campaign, the Shout Your Abortion, mm-hmm. just really glorifying um, that decision. And so uh, that culture is, is so accepting of abortion. And then on the other hand, you have adoption. And now back in the day, it was something that was really secretive and frowned upon, like, um, you had to do this um, because it brought shame to your family. So abortions were kind of under the table, or adoptions were under the table and not talked about, something that was very shameful. So we're trying to change the culture of that, to empower women to make that choice. It is okay that you are choosing adoption for your child. You are saving their life. You are making the most selfless choice that you could make for your child, and you are giving the gift of life to that baby and then also to another family who maybe can't have children or who just really want to, you know, service God's word and, and adopt a child. So we're really trying to change that culture and empower women to make that choice and empower other people to recognize, you know, adoption's okay. Let's give them that option. It's not what it used to be. It's not secret. It's not closed. Adoption has grown so much from what it used to be. Um, you know, it's open now. A lot of these families have relationships with each other through an open adoption. So the birth parents and birth families get to see their children grow in the family that they choose. It's really a beautiful thing. So we're trying to shift that um, view and that cult- cultural dynamic of abortion versus adoption. And, you know, we encourage people, shout your adoption, talk about it, make it okay, empower these women. It is a great resource and a great option it's a great pro-life option and it's a great option for women as well and 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 baby as well and community as well so uh, we're going to take a quick break right here when we come back we're going to talk about how the process works and then how our listeners can get involved to support your ministry this pro-life ministry so stay tuned for more faith in action have you ever thought about joining the catholic church have you just wanted to explore the catholic faith all you need to do is call your local catholic church for more information We are always happy to help you in your journey to discover and learn more about the Catholic faith. We have classes that are almost year-round, and the classes and information sessions do not involve making a commitment, and there is no pressure to join. Please call your local Catholic parish for more information today and start the journey of one day possibly becoming Catholic as well. God bless. You know us as Catholic Radio Indy, but we're so much more than just radio. We're a voice for the church that's seldom heard in our chaotic world. We're confirmation for the strong of faith and encouragement and answers for those in doubt. 
We're there to rejoice with your triumphs and to be a voice of consolation through the dark times. We're a voice for vocations and proudly pro-life. We are Catholic Radio Indy and CatholicRadioIndy.org. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with Rachel Rush. She is an adoptive family coordinator at Gifts of Grace Adoption Support Center in Lafayette. And Jim, you had a question. Well, just before the break, we were uh, talking about, you mentioned open and closed adoptions. And uh, maybe if you could just uh, expand on that a little bit. I know some people think that, uh, gee, you have the baby you give it up, you never see it again, and maybe some are that way, and, 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 uh, but they're not all that way, is that correct? Yeah, you are exactly right. So like I was saying, adoption has come such a long way, and so much of the power rests in the birth mother and the birth family's decision. Um, so they can choose what they want the adoption to look like. And it kind of breaks down into three, three different tiers. You have your open adoption, which is where these families kind of evolve into a natural, organic, just one big blended family. You have visits um, between the two people. You communicate directly through text, email, share photos, share videos. Um, really, like I said, that blended family. So that's an open adoption. Then you have something called semi-open, so that's where it's a little more closed, so no last names or anything like that shared, but you still communicate through a controlled um, communication base. Um, for example, through our agency, we set you up on a social media platform that's monitored and controlled, and you guys communicate through there and share pictures and videos, ask questions back and forth. So that's called a semi-open. No visits or anything like that, but you can still see your child grow and talk and make sure everything's going okay. And then you have closed. You still have some parents who want a closed adoption. They don't want anything to do with the situation. It might be too hard, too much trauma for them to relive day after day. So they choose closed adoption. And closed adoption is where there's really no contact. They've chosen to step away, um, don't necessarily want adoption updates or anything like that. So that's considered a closed. All right. And, and can you walk us through the process of how, from start to finish, for an adoption, whether it's a baby, you know, so kind of both sides with the parent and the, and the, and the, and the adoptive yeah. mother, I guess. How's that yeah. work? Yeah. So first I want to cover all the different ways, especially in Indiana that you can adopt. So okay. you can adopt, um, through the state, obviously we, I really am a, a big supporter of foster care and people getting involved in the foster care. There are so many families and children in need of that service. Um, so if you're open to and able to do that, I definitely encourage that. So you can always um, try to foster to adopt. So that's the number one thing you can do. The cost associated with that is minimal because you're getting everything done through the state, and it's just um, a great option if you're able to do it. It can be difficult because these children are coming and going from your home. You might get attached, and then they might be reunified with your family. So it's not without hardship and, and struggle, but that's definitely an option. So then you have the option um, to adopt through um, a private agency or through an attorney. So that is what we do. We are a licensed child placing agency, and this is when um, families come to us and sign up to be in a program, an adoption program, and then birth mothers come to work with us as well. So uh, specifically with us, um, 
what sets us apart from other agencies is that we do absolutely full support from beginning to even after the birth for both sides of the family, um, specifically for the birth mother and the birth family. So a mom comes to us, she decides, I can't do this, I really need to place this child for adoption. So we work with her for months and months and months, um, helping her discern if this is really the path that she wants to do. If we think that she can parent, if we can connect her to all the resources that we can beforehand, that's what we do. We want to make sure that this is exactly what um, she wants to do, not feel pressured into anything or not feel like, if I had this, then I could have done this. So we help her decide that. Ultimately, if she decides um, to continue with the adoption path, we work with her on getting her preferences, what she wants in a family. We really listen to her needs and her heart um, and what she sees um, in the future for her child. So um, does she want a multiracial family? Does she want a family with no kids or a family who can't have children? Does she want the, the child to have siblings? Um, does she want them to be close or in a different state? So we listen to all these preferences. And then I go back and I look at all my families who are waiting. They have something called profile books. So I look through their profile books and their statistics, and I get all their information and pick the families that really match to what the mother wants. And then the family's preferences also match what we know about the mother's health and history. And we start there. So then we kind of sit her down, and she gets to choose which family she wants. Now, you mentioned a uh, like a perspective book or something like that. Uh, how does somebody go begin that process from the couple that wants to uh, adopt a baby? Where do they go? What's the first step for them? Yeah. So they come to us. In the state of Indiana, every person, every family who wants to adopt has to have something called a home study. So a home study is a very long report that's um, ordered by the courts that outlines your entire family. I, I call it, it's like a thought of your family, from finances to mental health, physical health, jobs, uh, family functioning, who's in your family now, anything like that. Everything is included in this home study. And it's essentially making sure that you are stable enough to be able to welcome a child into your home and raise another child. So once you have your home study and you're approved, you can apply to different programs, different adoption programs, and then become what's considered a waiting family. And essentially what happens is a mother comes, she wants to place her child, you create this profile book of your family, and the profile book has lots of pictures and explains who you are, how you met, your favorite things, your hobbies, your family, um, everything like that. So it's a really neat book for these birth mothers and birth families that they get a look through, and that is how they choose the family that they want their um, child to go to. That's really super cool. We have about, I don't know, five minutes left or so, maybe four. Um, we, I want to get to how our listeners can help. What kind of needs do you have, or do you, do you have volunteers? You know, do you, um, how can people help that are listening to support your ministry? We do a lot of outreach. I mean, COVID has kind of put a little damper on doing a lot of our um, events out in the community, but we do. We have people who like to sit with us at, at our community events and getting out there and volunteer with us in that way. Um, but the biggest thing that any of the listeners can do is share about this ministry and unapologetically always share about the option of adoption. I think it's, it's 
a natural response for us to say, you can do this, you can parent that child, you can keep that baby, we are here to support you. But at the same time, don't be afraid to mention, you know, you can you can place this child. So advocating for all their different options, that's another big thing. And then they can always visit our website and um, offer donations. We're a not-for-profit, so we are always accepting donations. That's how we continue now, 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 besides donations of cash, which obviously every organization needs, and uh, do you also need uh, other physical things? Do you need uh, diapers, baby clothing, baby products? Great question. So um, it depends on each mother, each situation. Sometimes we have a mother that comes in, maybe we helped her get housing, so she needs furniture. Maybe she needs maternity clothes. Um it just depends. So we post a lot on our social media. We encourage everyone to follow our Instagram and Facebook because we will put um, needs as they arise out there saying, you know, we have a mother in need of this or this. So um, if you follow those, you'll always be able to kind of see what we need in the moment. So so the, probably the one-stop shopping is your website. Talk, give us, the, give us your website address, and then I'm guessing people can connect to social media from your website to kind of get started or they can, if they're on Instagram, they can search it there, but give us, give us the, how to get connected. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is giftsofgraceadoption.com. It's just our name, giftsofgraceadoption.com. And you can absolutely connect through us on Instagram as well as Facebook um, through that resource. So yeah, when you go there, you just look and, and it'll, they'll have like a little Instagram button and, and a little Facebook button and you can just click those and then you'll automatically be following. So just for people that aren't familiar with that process, um, we do have some listeners that maybe aren't big into social media, but they may want to know how to do, how, do that. We've got just a second and I don't think we touched on volume as to how oh, yeah. many uh, children you typically place in a week, month, year. So we do anywhere from, I think our average is anywhere from three to five placements a year because we're a much smaller agency because we provide that full support. Last year we placed um, seven children, set of twins, and then um, five other children. So last year was a very um, fruitful year for us. And the waiting families, we keep our list rather short. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a long wait, but it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. And what's it been like for you, Rachel, to personally and, and in your faith journey to be a part of this ministry? What's it been like for you, for your faith? It's been an amazing part of, of my faith. It's such a comfort knowing that I can come into my work and pray with my team. And I have families that will come in here and just sit and cry and pray with me throughout their waiting journey. Um, it can be hard, but just, it's so comforting knowing that we can comfort each other through our faith. Give us the website one more time, Rachel. GiftsofGraceAdoption.com. Our guest today has been Rachel Rush. She is an adoptive family coordinator at Gifts of Grace Adoption Support Center. Thanks so much for being our guest today. You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400. 
or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.